This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Are you too soft as a parent? Oh, I'm soft, I'm gooey, I'm, uh, I'm, I can in no way, shape or form say I'm a tough parent. No, no I can't. I say. Well, but that's the discussion. Is tough what we're supposed to be? I really enjoyed that chat. Yeah, it's really good. Really and it, enjoyed uh, it. Yet more illuminating observations yes. from Maddie and Carlito. Yes, <laughs> you're all fabulous, aren't they? Good morning and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. Why do we say good morning? I've got no idea what time you're listening to this listener. No. Good evening. But hello. Good evening. <laughs> hello. Uh, we're recording this in yet another room in our house, which is ne- right next to the bus stop and right next to the cars. So apologies for that. Hum. And that's because we've got builders downstairs. Yeah, so yeah exactly. It's real life. So tell us what this one's all about, Miss Sawala. Well, this one, this week we're talking about, um, actually, it's off the back of an interview that I read a couple of weeks ago, um, this headmaster who suggested quite strongly, actually, that most of what's wrong with kids is all our fault. Yeah. Anxiety and depression, the increases of that is down a lot, he says, to this generation of parents soft techniques that okay. we're all just too soft with our kids okay so we did we did a uh, confessions of a modern parent some time ago about the snowflake generation and this is very different actually because back then we were talking about whether it was an unfair description of a of a whole generation and i think we sat on the side of thinking it was a bit unfair actually yeah. but actually this is about parenting skills and how we parent and whether we are being too soft and whether it's the best thing we're doing for our children right yeah and some of this article made me cross And some of this article made me scared. Mm. And some of this article left me really feeling guilty. Did any of this article make you want to go to the loo? (laughs) (laughs) We can't repeat what Maddie said when we sent her this article to read. Oh, I think we should before we go and listen to it. It was actually really reassuring, actually, because she just it just calmed me down a bit. Did it? Okay. Well, this this headmaster is called Rod Grant, uh, and he's the head of a private school. I don't know why I laugh when I say that, because it doesn't surprise me that this is coming from the head of a private school. Uh, Clifton Hall School in Scotland, Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, And he does suggest a tougher approach where parents stand back, allow children to fail and let them build up resilience. That's his his motto. Uh, But shall we read what he actually wrote? I think he wrote this on Facebook. Uh, Shall we read it? It's not easy being a parent. We want the very best for our children. We want to provide them with some of the things that we didn't get when we were young. This is a natural instinct, but I think it's also a dangerous one. There's no question that we're seeing an alarming percentage increase in those who self-harm or who suffer from anxiety, depression and other stress-related illnesses. However, these increases were occurring long before the pandemic. The pandemic has simply brought them into even sharper focus. There is a growing body of evidence which suggests that we're making our children's lives too comfortable, too safe, too clinical and too protected. We hate seeing them cry. We hate seeing them suffer even small setbacks and we do all that we can to avoid them failing. 
By doing these things, we are actually failing them. We're not preparing our young for a world that's tough. We are not preparing them to strive against adversity. We are not allowing them to develop resilience. I'm not suggesting no love. I'm suggesting grown-up common sense, thinking ahead to the future, and love. Adults themselves are becoming ever more plagued by anxiety, stress, obesity, chronic fatigue or pain, and a myriad of other debilitating effects. That's what my care parents gave me, and thank God they did. Um, I, I, I'm struggling yes. to actually disagree with a lot of what you're saying. Yes. And? <laughs> you're just sitting there smiling at me, saying yes, yes. Well, I mean, he does go on a bit a bit further down to say that, of course, that's this is not the only reason. I mean, children, young people face enormous challenges that, I'm sorry, we just did not. Yeah. We didn't have access to the drugs that the way that young people do now. They are everywhere. Yeah. We didn't have access to hardcore vodka. I mean, right. when I think back to my early teen years, I, we were drinking Cinzano mixed with masses of lemonade and or white wine with lemonade. Kids are drinking harder. Kids are partying harder. Kids are sleeping less yeah. due to the mobile phone. Um, the world is the most terrifying place. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't too engaged with the fact that the planet's on fire, but children are a lot more than, than adults are. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I, so I think all of that, and I think ch children are facing huge, huge challenges. But I do also think that we are a generation, more so than generations before, that want to be friends with our kids. You know, what, what, where is the distinction these days between parents and kids? You know, we listen to their music, we wear similar clothes. You know, people are stay a lot younger now. That's the other thing. I mean, my mum at 57 was a lot older than I am at 57. Mm. And that's the same with support for everybody I know. People are a lot young. Mums feel like they have a much younger mm. approach than all the mums I know. I know there's Generation Z, Generation X, Millennials, all that. What are we? We're not the baby boomers. We're too late for that. What are we? What is that? We sort of lost a sort of tank, yeah. didn't we? Anyway, the 70s, 80s generation. It's interesting what you say there, though. I wonder whether what part of the problem is... It's our generation that's the problem, not the yeah. kids. You have it's, to look to the well, parenting. That's what you're yeah, yeah, you have no, to. That's what you're saying. Is you lot? No, no, messing, no. You're messing up your kids. No, no. But I'm about to say why that is, and I think that is because we have ourselves decided we don't want to actually grow up. We don't actually want to take on the responsibilities of adulthood. We 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 don't like. What's it called? Adulting. Um, and I think that feeds into this desire. You're right. We see it amongst all our kids' friends where parents want to be their best mates. You know, I feel it. I want to be known as the quirky dad amongst the kids' friends. I want to be known as the kind of, you know, the creative dad amongst the kids. You know, so we have these ideas. You're, you're the one who can kind of, you know, you know, just spoil them with wonderful delights at breakfast. And so we, we, you know, but then where's the boundary between just being a decent parent and a decent human being and a decent adult? Because I don't believe you should treat your children in a harsh manner just for the sake of treating them in to a harsh manner. Up. Yeah, because what are you toughening them up for? That, that's the thing, this whole idea of toughening kids up. And of course, we had a lot of this when, when we took our kids out of school and homeschooled them. We yeah. had a lot of those sorts of comments, you know. 
How are you going to toughen them up? How are they going to be tough enough for school? And it's actually it's quite interesting mm. watching Kiki now at school. It's very interesting having stayed very close to yeah. us for years. She has enormous strength. She's very tough. She and she is tough. Yeah. And she doesn't take shit. And yeah. I, I, you could knock me over with a feather. I just didn't think this was the way it was going to go. So I don't think you can have a plan to toughen up a kid and then have a tough kid. It's like Maddie said when she texted us back last night when we sent her this article. He, well, yeah, that might work for some kids. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to work for any kids. And I think this is a bit of a problem, isn't it? You can be rubbing along okay as a parent and then something like this can be thrown up and you can question everything mm. that you're doing and you can actually forget that a lot of the time you're following your instinct for your individual child because you could have you could have six kids and they all might need different yeah. navigating you know support through through the world you couldn't i couldn't treat maddie in exactly the same way i treat kiki because they're very different souls and I, but i also think that you know we threaded through a lot of these conversations listener you've probably heard me banging on about the fact that you know a lot of this parenting stuff depends upon the extent to which you are willing as a human being to sign up to most of the narratives that we are told we have to pursue in our lives you know we've done it about education o levels exams university we've done it about relationships you know the idea that you're going get married get pregnant oh, have a child and all that it's not on yeah so i mean you know i've banged on a lot about the narratives that we sign up to and the narratives that we pursue and i think you know the idea of whether you know we're being soft on our kids and we need to toughen them up depends upon what your attitude to life is because mm. if you're wanting your child to be the you know the chief executive officer of a FTSE 100 company you're probably going to need to to do all of that though probably they'll have been sent to a school where that's been driven into them and aspiration and competition and all that kind of stuff if those attributes aren't of importance to you, then depending on who the other people are judging you, you're going to be seen as going soft on your kids. And I think the important thing to remember about this going soft on your kids is it's all about perspective. It's all about context. It's all about your subjective point of view. To someone who sends their kids to private schools, most parents who homeschool their kids are going to look like hippies who don't want to take any responsibility and are quite happy for their kids to flip and flop in all directions. For me personally, um, I believe, you know, having a real authentic relationship with my kids is different to wanting to be their friend. And I recognize that there are certain scenarios in our parenting where I indulge myself, don't really step up to the parenting, uh, you know, step, if you like, and I do want to be their friend. But that's different to how one treats them and whether one's treating them softly or hardly, you know, or, or toughly. Um, so I think wanting to have a meaningful relationship doesn't mean you're going soft. And, you know, when I think back to my childhood, it was really principally my granddad and my grandmother. They did this thing by kind of saying that the arts were a pointless thing to enter into. Being creative wasn't meaningful. Only things were like accountancy, lawyering, doctoring. Those were the three careers. Now, isn't it interesting that they rammed that into me, they banged that into me, and come, come what may, I, I went nowhere near them. You can't change the essence of a child. But what about the fact that we shouldn't really be moulding our children. We don't decide what we want our children to be future. Some may say that we have decided that they're going to go into the creative. So too is the person who sent them to private minute, school. Hang on a minute. And that we haven't facilitated them that if they were to choose to have a career in science 
or the FTSE 100. We haven't prepared them for that. So it's not, I mean, I'm being devil's advocate here, it's not the role of a parent to set them up with all the strengths that they precisely, may need for whichever way they go. Now, I would say categorically, we have not set them up for a life if they were to choose it in the FTSE 100. Well, yeah, but you don't choose a career in the FTSE no, 100. I mean, you find it, no, 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 I agree. But, but that sort of tough, tough ball breaking. I disagree. Role. I disagree. I mean, I, look, don't get me wrong. I, right at the beginning, I said, I think there's a lot right in what he's saying. There's a lot right in what he's saying for certain types of kids. We didn't make the choice, certainly with the girls, about homeschooling them because we had some political agenda where we thought, you know what, essentially we want to run against the system. We had a whole range of mitigating circumstances that we're in retrospect we look at and we go we made the right decisions there we made the wrong decisions there and I think there yeah. isn't a parent in the land yeah. that can really honestly say did they make the right decisions all the time and haven't they made some wrong decisions and my other point is I disagree I mean I think when you look at Kiki she has through homeschooling gone back to school and I think you know Maddie the idea to say that Maddie at 18 has defined herself solely by music and performance it's what she's doing now we've taken I think a more supportively not softer, but a supportively open approach to her, you know, being able to do anything. You know, education doesn't stop at 18. We're locked into this idea that unless you've got it all by 18, it's game over. And that's what we teach our kids. It's, it's game over. Fun. And it's not but, game but, over. OK, but but if I'm looking at where I may have been too soft um, to what he says, we, I've been very, very... We, we are chaotic, <clears throat> creative people, yeah. right? We are not... We have no organisational skin skills no. whatsoever. No. The place is upside down. Which is why, to be honest with you, homeschooling was an absolute bloody nightmare for and us. And we are very, very lax yeah. with things like timings, not losing their stuff, looking after their stuff, being organised, all of that stuff that's very important part yeah. of certain careers. You would need to be that way. And I would say we've been very soft with that. Mm. And we would say that we, we let things go oh, far I, too I entirely much. agree. And that is a balance that's very, very difficult. I think when you've got when you when you've got the parenting style that we've got, which is and I like what you said there, it's not necessarily was about being of their friend, but having an authentic relationship. I have a terror that if I don't necessarily want them to just think of me as their friend and I step up to the plate more often than you do with the harder stuff and I will have those difficult conversations or have an argument with them sometimes in a way that you wouldn't. But my fear is more about, not about them not being my friend, but about them being cautious to tell me or completely reticent even to tell me something that is frightening them or something that may have been very difficult for them. So I tend to not tell them off for stuff that other parents may well have because I want to get the information right, on what's sure. going on in their life. Um, and I agree with that. Say, for instance, say, for instance, let's, let's use alcohol as, as an example. My mum would have really told us off if we got drunk. Yeah. Okay. That hasn't stopped any of us getting drunk. And no. we've all drunk very, you know, and, me, yeah, you know, and you would say the same, that most people have been the same. And if you're going to drink heavily, you're going to drink heavily. But I've ne we've never told them off for anything like that. Not, not Kiki, of course, but Maddie, we've never told her off if she's come back. 
No, but to, yeah. You, you know, because I want the information. I want to know where she was. I want to know if she was safe. I want to know if she... Yeah. So you're never going to get from us, what the hell is this and what time is it and look what state you're in. We've never done that. Yeah. But, you know, even as I'm talking about this <clears throat> and I'm thinking about the way that Maddie conducts herself... And I'm thinking about things like when she's doing a play or she's doing or she's doing a course, she's absolutely on time. Oh, she's she's absolutely organised. Yeah. And out of that, she's very like us, chaotic, yeah, upside down. She hits her deadlines. It might be at the last minute, but she hits yeah, her deadlines. Which is exactly what we do. And I'm not saying that so, proudly because... No, but, uh, but that's where I worry that we haven't facilitated them properly. But I think that's a really important thing you said just there about alcohol as an example or about not wanting to overly be overly hard on them about certain things Might because be well and also because we know let, let's not beat around the bush. We've spent nearly 2 years talking on this podcast about the fact that being a parent is almost next to your job is next to you can't make it work. It's, it's impossible. impossible. It's an impossible equation exactly impossible. to actually solve because you tell your children not to do it, they'll do it. Mm. So your only other choice is to step back. Now, if someone wants to call that being soft, I call it being strategic. If you want to call it soft, I call it strategic. I call mm. even, pull, not pulling them, but them being homeschooling, being a necessary part of our girls' schooling, as a we were strategic. We had to be strategic. We had to pivot. People need to know that it's okay to pivot in different directions in their lives. And I think where problems creep in with for parents, where parents get stressed, where children get stressed, where teachers get stressed and schools get stressed, is that none of us feel there's the freedom to pivot in any other direction or to do things in a slightly Head different down, way. Keep going in exactly and so the consequently, same I want to ask the question, I want to challenge this idea. I want to ask the listener, where is this narrative? coming from and okay if it's the narrative we all have to pursue or feel we have to pursue even in some looser way or softer way or whatever you know at what point will we put on this planet to not have choices some choices limited choices that we can go all right well we accept that we're going to go to that point in that destination but you know what we have to do this differently because our children are different yeah and i mean you know the word soft when 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 he's talking about Let's just take the example where he discusses the fact that children, there's a higher rate of self-harming, mm. addiction, um, all, all that, that. There's a whole list of things, yeah. wasn't there? This is, this is a tricky one. This is actually a tricky one because we believe very much in teaching our children that their mental health is as important as their physical health. If I, if I feel... Kiki needed a day off because her mental health mm. is asking. I would, I reckon, probably eighty percent of the population would think that was being soft mm. and 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 not preparing her for the future. I would strongly disagree with that. Now, this isn't all the time, but on a rare day, yeah, when you see your child in a bad state, just I I, I liken it to seeing your child with a raging temperature and unable to get mm. up, and I would see that. I know for 100% sure this headmaster would not agree with that. Yeah. Right? And I think some of our mental health crisis is down to the fact that children are told, mm. pull yourself together, get yourself out, you won't be able to do this when you go to work. Yeah. So children learn to suppress their feelings, and, it, and, and there is a lot going on in the world. And as we know, when you try and suppress shit that's going on, what, as adults, what would we do? We would distract with maybe shopping or half a bottle of wine or going down the pub. So 
children are suppressing a lot yeah. and it is and because there is much more available to them whether it be video games spliff whatever it is it's much more available to them than it was for our kids they are self-medicating at a young age what? now where i think we've been soft and wrong and nobody will ever change my mind on this is i is the amount is what we know is the multi-pronged attack that you need to have enforced to have good mental health one of those being exercise mm, mm. and i do think private schools get this right in a way that state schools don't and with yeah. our kid now in a state school and it's one forty-five minute session i think so much of what is going on with our children today this There's generation a is a lack of movement no, I agree. they are not playing out in the streets god love them god what they've missed out on childhoods we've spoken about this before as PE was every single day at school, still is in private schools. Yeah. Think about that, folks. Yeah. Think about that. And and a lot of stories played to, in that, in, in being part of a team, that kind of fun competitiveness, all of that sort of stuff. And that's where I think definitely we failed our kids because we took them to one thing after another. They didn't like it, this kind of dance, that, and we would let them stop Decide. going. Well, and, it was, sometimes it was a choice between stopping them, you know, letting them not go or them screaming in the middle of the class. But that's do do? where I think I, I will, because I've taken to so many things, that's where I, I was too soft and I was too lazy yeah. because actually it takes, it takes real determination. Now, I don't think you should force a child that's desperately unhappy in gymnastics, say, for instance, and you keep taking them for months and months. People have to find their thing. So I think it's about moving a child around or they find their thing. Absolutely. But um, I know sometimes when I've seen our girls, and especially with Maddie, when she does seem more anxious and she does seem more down, I absolutely know she hasn't moved enough. Yeah, no, you I know, agree. Our children across, the, across the, the world, the Western world, are coming home from school obviously often had a very stressful time certainly where we live in south london just that journey home just so much there's so much going on just getting on a bus isn't there and then they come home and they're on their phones or they're yeah. on netflix i mean i think one of the things you raise a really important point because i mean as we know you know exercise movement these are all strategies that are used for grown-ups from for dealing with their mental health i think a couple of things that i really agreed with there you know no one would think twice about a child being kept off school if they've got a cold it could be COVID or if they've hurt their leg, hurt their arm and all that kind of stuff. Why would you not do the same? But, you know, even this morning, you know, Kiki was feeling anxious. We had a little pep talk in the car before she headed off. I sort of said to her about, you know, using music on the way in and then focusing on each minute, each each lesson by lesson. Don't think of the whole day and all this kind of stuff. And I could see she got out of the car a little bit, you know, braver and a little bit that's better. That's so wonderful to talk to a child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's so important. Absolutely. Because if you say to a child, oh, come on, don't be silly. Exactly. Which is how we were all brought up let exactly. me tell you in the world that they said master wants don't be silly come on pull yourself together you'll be fine so you get out a bit numb a bit confused stumble off to get your bus you push down those feelings as hard as you can i know what i used to do i'd get four bags of crisps well, exactly it's, that's where my overeating starts. yeah exactly well i agree and i mean i think unless we're willing to be a little bit blue sky thinking about this and a little bit flexible in our approaches i you know what i think sometimes this kind of rigidity must creep in because people feel they haven't got yeah, choices and it's fear yeah. and you know it's there isn't fear. a luxury of kind of thinking well what's the 
the other way. And often the other way is difficult. It's like I often used to say about homeschooling. It was a difficult choice. It was a difficult thing to enact. It wasn't an easy choice. Your friend Kay always used to say, and I really signed up to this as an explanation, you know, us normal parents, we leave the kids at the school gate and we wash hands and go, thank God, let's hope they can cope with them. Homeschooling, we never had that. So what I'm trying to say by using that as an example is, you know, the more difficult choice can sometimes be what some would describe as the softer choice because you're trying to negotiate a more, much more complex route through things. Mm. But, and I have a huge but, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think our kids have too many choices when it comes to luxuries. And I don't mean luxuries in the sense of if you're a high-earning family. I mean luxuries as in they get pretty much what they want across all classes. You know, and many parents feel the huge pressure of their kids wanting the latest phone, the latest shoes. There's so many choices of fashion. There's so many choices of tech. There's so many choices of social media apps. And on that, and there's so many choices of chicken shops. In that area, mm. I think they are overspoiled in a way that we weren't as and, kids. And that's something that he's not even discussing. No. That that discord is about. There's a lack of because everything is so accessible and available. Exactly. What are they reaching for? Exactly. And you know, why? And I why? mean, fish and chips was twice a year when we were kids, and well, it was the it. most magical. Where's the magic in things? I'm not talking yeah. about the magic of Christmas. I'm talking the magic of moments. Yeah, I have KFC know, once yeah. every six months. They can most of them can get a hot chocolate wherever they want. You know, there's a Starbucks, there's Costa, or there's a cafe. You know, there's that sort of yeah. that that sort of stuff that was like something you would earn as you got older. Yes. Everything is, is available, and so yeah. and there is no waiting for anything. And and that creates, I do think that that creates a softness. Now, I'm sure this headmaster's not, very few of his kids would openly admit they go to Morley's and maybe they don't go to Morley's wherever his school is in Edinburgh. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, but I think what, the other thing we have to think of as parents Morley's is... Morley's the chicken shop. Yeah, Morley's, Morley's the chicken shop, sorry. Morley's is. Is it might the, not be all over the country. No, that's true, actually. It's a very cheap. It's very a very South London <laughs> thing as well. Um, but uh, it's quite nice. I quite like it. Oh. <laughs> but, um, but one of the things, and I think you mentioned it really importantly, is kids will find ways of coping with lack, a lack of choices and being hard, well, you know, and being harsh as a parent or being inflexible as a parent. I think there's a difference between being a soft parent and being a flexible parent. You know, flexibility means you have to move in certain ways. I've just acknowledged I'm too soft. Where I'm too soft is around telling them off around household chores, around, you know, potential laziness, uh, around prevarication, uh, around slovenliness, all these things that all teenagers and all kids can be. I've been too soft. I don't want to do with that shit. Now, that is because, you know, I had grandparents giving me that all the time, but I also had a, a mother who didn't care what I was like. You know, so maybe I've just learned that. You know, I didn't I didn't learn by example. I didn't have a mother most of the year telling me, do this, pull you. Well, I did. I had a mother that was very organised. Right. was always trying to get me, and, I, and I'm a mess. Well, that's less of so, an excuse so for this, it, Yeah, <laughs> so there's just, there's no hard and fast rule. I think, you know, this headmaster, like us as parents, has a certain amount of fear. You know, he's looking at his kids and he's going, what's going on? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I can't, <laughs> where I have my regrets... And where I think I haven't been the best parent, if you took me back, I wouldn't know how to change it. Right. I wouldn't know how to grab 
pull my child into the class they don't want to do, go to with them screaming. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I would have changed I promise those you, I promise you, having seen Izzy and Fleur go through their own school, we had extreme situations with our girls. And yeah. I'll go back. No, but I'm talking more on the exercise. I, 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 yeah. I, I see it as a huge part of my role as their parent to set them up first and foremost with strong physical and mental health that is absolute page one rule one are they strong physically and mentally well, are they able to go and i would say we've done a great job with the mentally i think we can pat ourselves on the back we spend hours talking with our girls mm. i love it when they're talking sometimes to us completely unaware about a conversation that they've had with their friend and i hear our words echoed in the advice that they've given their friends and it's a beautiful thing mm. to hear them you know yeah, empowering yeah. other people yeah. strengthening other people and that is caring for other people nobody will see that in a certificate no nobody there's not going to be a prize giving when they go up to on the steps and they get <laughs> a certificate but my God, I am proud of that. They care deeply mm. about other people. They will get their hands messy in other people's mess. Mm. And I think sometimes, maybe where we've where we've been a bit soft with that is they get really surprised when other people aren't interested in other people's stuff. Yes. So it's the nuances like this that 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 headmasters maybe maybe don't give any store to. Yeah, know? I agree. And uh, a final thought... I sympathise with him, though. Yeah, no, no, I do. But him. can I just say a final thought before we hear from the kids uh, and go to the socials is I do think we need to be careful and he, headmasters like him have to tread carefully. We have come out of an unprecedented yeah. 18 to months to two years. Well, that's why he go makes in the hard point with that this hammer, happened before. He's made no, the he point does. because we have this problem, obesity, self No, I agree. But my point about that is it's neither one extreme no. nor the other. And I worry that you go if you lurch to the left and start mm. going strict 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 you need order yeah, so that you're safe yeah. you're gonna it's gonna be hiding to nothing but don't you think sometimes when you've seen really really strict parents i see frightened parents totally i see parents go right let me just clinging on for dear sometimes life sometimes when you hear from our girls what other dads are like oh, you know God. they'll pick them up in a car and won't even say hello to like the guests i know it's bizarre you know, just and like and and sometimes when they have friends come around and they're a bit cautious around you and we're like why are they so weird with you yeah. and then we hear like what other dads are like it's, I know and I think that's frightened dads yeah. and so what they're doing is I'm going to be the master of the house exactly. and I'm going to be but very but people stern. are subscribing to a narrative they're trying yeah. to play roles we are. We all need to stop playing roles that we've been given by a system that's telling us only to be productive financially yes and he said that very personally and we were raising our voices a bit because we could hear our builders yes. arriving, our builders arriving and we're now going to go to the kids to rescue us <laughs> So, um, yeah, I read the article that the, the you know, about the headmaster um, talking about parents needing to be stricter with their children um, in this generation and have more, like, boundaries and rules and <clears throat> all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I kind of agree with that. I feel like a lot of parents do just want to be kind of best friends with their children rather than being parents and I think there could definitely be more rules in place for a lot of children um but in my opinion <laughs> um I think that headmaster came off as a bit of an ass just because I feel like his point on you know oh this is how you know my parents raised me with tough love and 
by God, thank, thank goodness they did, or it turned out the way I did, and that's how my parents did it, and it worked for me. And it's kind of like, okay, it worked for you, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. And I know that, like, generations before mine, you know, the tough love thing was, um, I'd say, used a lot more than it is now. And as much as it worked for some kids and probably helped a lot of kids achieve, it also ruined a lot of other people. And those people haven't ended up achieving what they wanted to at all. Um, and I don't know, I just, I don't agree with this thing of everybody having to be brought up and treated the exact same way because everybody is different. I don't understand why it's all parents have to teach their children this and all parents have to be like this with their children and show their children this because everybody's different and nobody knows their child like a parent does and a parent will know if their child um, works better under pressure, if they work better with a softer approach. I just don't understand the whole thing of everybody needing to have the exact same... Uh, I don't know, like... Yeah, I don't understand why everybody needs to be brought up the same way or taught the same way. That was one of the great things about homeschooling because it caters for the individual t child it's not like we're all just in this thing called life all together we all have to come out the exact same way and that being boring people do you know what I mean like I don't know it just it angers me and 100% like mental health is so much worse now but I just I don't understand why it always needs to be the fault of one thing. Like, it's not just the fact that parents aren't being strict enough with their children. I don't just blame it on that. It's also the fact that the world is just a complete mess at the moment. Children in very, the, the children right now are in very confusing times. Um, I think older generations and news, social media, just constantly is pumping out this negative... Um, yeah, just negative stuff constantly. It's negative news, negative information all the time. So it's almost impossible for anybody to be happy at the moment. Um, and it's not like it's just teenagers struggling. You know, there's a lot of, like, adults struggling with their mental health a lot at the moment. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I just don't think it's a case of, oh, uh, we us being strict with our kids is what will fix this. Because... Personally, in my opinion, the damage is already done. I don't know if much fixing can be done now. Um, I also don't get why it has to just be the fault of parents. It's also just the fault of the world and the people that are in power. Um, and, yeah, like I said earlier, I just I think some kids work better being under pressure and having stricter rules and being told off more and tough love. And some kids need a softer approach with stuff, and that's okay. I don't know why this whole thing of, like, oh... If you're soft with your children, then they'll end up becoming this weak thing that can't face the world or understand the world. Like you can be, you can have a soft approach with your children, and there still be boundaries and still be a parent. So I don't, I don't agree with the article. Um, I don't agree with blaming all the issues everybody has at the moment on one thing. This is a big build-up of a lot of stuff that's just wrong with the world, and it's blown up because of the pandemic. Um, it was just a ticking time bomb and it's finally gone off. Do you know what I mean? I don't really know what would help mental health for kids. I don't really know what the right thing to do is, but I think the article was just very self-centred. Everything he said, very much like it worked for me, so it should just work for everyone. And I don't agree with it. I know a lot of people would listen to what I said and be like, oh, that's her just like not being, not wanting to be told what to do or some stupid thing like that. 
but that's not at all the case. Like, I definitely agree that there are a lot of parents that are way too soft with their kids and want to be best friends rather than parents. And I'm not saying to just be completely lax with your children. Like, obviously, there has to be rules. Um, I'm not saying to just let your child do whatever they want, but I just don't agree with a tough love, strict approach being the thing that's going to fix this. It's probably the last thing that needs to happen, in my opinion. She's very good. She she she's a bit like me. She doesn't organise her thoughts before, but so she repeats. But actually, it's it's strong. She's very strong on it. Well, I think she's very strong, and I think she makes a really important point. You read something like that, and because we're all programmed mentally to immediately smash ourselves in the face and view ourselves in a negative as to what we've done wrong, how have we not done it? It's a very compelling article because it's easy to read it and go, "Yes, I've been too soft on our kids." But actually, what the article is is precisely what Maddie has sensed from an immediate read of it, which is he is saying. So let's hear from Carlitos, shall we? I don't think parents are too soft on kids. I think it really depends on who the parent is and their type of parenting style and who the kid is and their temperament or their age. Um, honestly, I don't think parents should be their kid's friend. That's just in my opinion. I think kids need to know, OK, this is right and OK, this is wrong. You know, that's just my opinion. Kids need discipline. Um, I didn't need my parents to be my friends growing up. I had, I had friends at school. I needed someone who was going to teach me right from wrong. And that's what my parents did. You know, it's not a friend's job to do that. That's a parent's job. And I think growing up, kids still need to have that bond and relationship with a parent, you know, similar to a friend. Know that they can trust them and, and have fun with them and stuff like that. But it is also primarily the parents job to help shape them into who they're going to be when they're older and teach them what well, well, like I said right from wrong and when they're older and the trust and respect is earned on both ends um you can start to have a parent slash friendish relationship I mean I'm at that stage in my life right now where I can be friends with my parents but I still have that fear of my parents. I think all of us, even no matter what age you are, still have that fear of your parents. Um, you know, all they have to do is shoot me that look, um, that parent look. You know, all parents got that look, you know, the one that's right in the eye, they gun it at you. And it's like, if you don't shut up, you're not gonna live to see tomorrow. <laughs> you know, that look that all parents give. If when you're being in trouble and and I feel like a four-year-old like being scolded as a child you know it's crazy so yeah you know what I'm trying to say is be your kid's friend or whatever if you want but if they get out of line you've got to show them who's boss and, and, and I think that's just principle um, it really depends on the parent too though you know, I get back from some of my friends' houses and I'm like, God, I'm glad my parents aren't like that. I don't know if I'd like my parents to be my friends all the time. You know, I need parents. I need a parental figure. I don't want my parents to just be like my friends all the time. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, and I don't think parents should forgive too easily when we're being told off as children either. But then I don't think it should be pushed to the extremes. 
Um, I think if you need to um, say, for example, if, if a parent makes punishment for a child, then the parent has to stick with it, no matter how much it hurts. Otherwise, the child will learn that they can do it again and they won't get in trouble because you don't care enough to show them that it's wrong because you won't stick with the punishment. You know, so stick with it no matter if it hurts. And then when everything is said and done and, and everything's the day's over, you can show them that the environment that you create for them is still a safe one and a loving one and a caring one. You know, I don't think holding grudges like that is good. I think forgiving is the best thing that you could do, especially with a child, because holding on to things is the worst thing that you can do. You know, you holding on to all this anger and they're sleeping at night, you know. It's important for parents to remind themselves that the job of a parent is not to be besties with the child. Um, you know, one day you'll be your kid's best friend, one day, and, you know, you need to just have patience. But I think when it comes to the life lessons that we need growing up, I just think that we need to learn these lessons early in life from the people that we look up to the most. And most of the time, that is our parents and not our friends. Um, uh, thanks, Carlitos. I mean, you remind me of the fact that one of my pet hates are those parents who roll a spliff with their kids mm. or pour copious amounts of wine to befriend their kids. For me, they're trying to groom their own kids into being besties and best friends by appealing to the worst side mm. of any child, which is, yeah, they want to get out of their head and out of their face and da 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 um, and, and that is a kind of parenting that I don't think I could indulge in or would indulge in. I mean, obviously, I don't drink and I don't smoke spliff. But, you know, I think I would never choose, I would, I would never actively take myself into a room and sit with them. Yeah, absolutely. I think he, he made some really good points there, you know, which we have sort of covered throughout. It's really nice to hear it from an 18-year-old boy. I don't want you to be my friend. I want to know where my boundaries are. It helps me feel safe. Don't carry an argument on, which is very important. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, some of my friends' parents would sulk with their child right. and would hold. And we, we are very good on that when we have had to you know, step up to the plate and tell them off or, or be cross with them, we move on very quickly. Yeah. And that's very important because you're teaching them that. Yeah. How you deal with them when you are frustrated with them, you are teaching them how to deal with people that they meet when they're fr and they're frustrated with them. So not flying off the handle, not going crazy, not sulking, not storming off. All those things are really important. And sometimes even apologising as a parent when you know that your behaviour is yeah. needs well, pulling up itself. I think that's a huge part of parenting. We do it all the time yeah. when we've got stuff wrong. We'll say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. And actually both our kids can apologize and I think it's because we do. Yeah. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. 
Okay, well, let's have a look at the socials as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot. You've mm, had a lot. This has touched a nerve, guys. Absolutely. Um, so this is from Cats and Coffee Beans. Uh, oh. What was the question you asked? Are we too soft? I love your answer, Cats and Coffee Beans. So, I read it last night. I love it. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Couldn't disagree more, presumably around whether we're too soft. Yeah. So-called soft parents are shaping emotionally intelligent, empathetic and caring human beings. Capitalism demands hard, aloof and individualistic people. Softness guides and shapes and allows people to explore what they want and how they feel. So many are only just starting the healing journey of generational trauma because genes before them didn't have, generations before them didn't have permission to. Sorry for long message. Don't, don't be, be sorry. sorry. Never be sorry for long messages, guys. Please don't be. We, we love hearing for you, from you. Thank you for that. That really, for me, chimes oh. with this idea of narratives. Narratives, narratives, narratives. Why do we sign up so freely and willingly to narratives? Mm. Uh, Naz Bertie says we empathize and want to protect them. Mm. Uh, Abby Gray, uh, I'm soft because of how I was raised, but I also think I've been blessed with empathy. Mm. Um, Ashley and more this is interesting I have a fear of them or me dying and our last experiences with each other not being positive oh, oh. that's a scary thing isn't yeah. it yeah um, we've never ever had a situation where our girls were slammed up the house having had an argument that yeah. I would hate that no that would be awful Kay Kimberly, it's trying to find the balance so your kids don't feel differently to their friends. I have 16-year-old, 5-year-old, 2-year-old and 1-year-old. Wow. I don't want... uh, This is from Summer summer underscore Day 52. I don't want them to get hurt. So, yes, I've probably been too overprotective, Nads. Oh, I love when people call me Nads. Uh, Sharon Schleb, nothing wrong with being a friend and parent. Yeah. Um... Lisa, we're terrified of damaging them, but kids feel safer with strong boundaries and role models. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the balance we're all struggling with, isn't it? Yeah. It is important. It's really important to have boundaries um, because actually kids get very scared if they don't know what they are. I mean... I I didn't have enough boundaries as a child. Yeah, and Um, that's why you had a lot of anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. And I I wasn't aware of being anxious because as a kid you make the most of everything. So you might have a child that doesn't even seem anxious about things, but but because there's no structure, it's going in somewhere and only when they're older would they look back and think about it. I think this is a good one. Amy Stids and kids sometimes can be lazy parenting. You're exhausted from work and you just take the easy option. Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sarah Louise Will, we've decided to be more involved in our kids' lives. We have. And I don't think that's always a bad thing. I mean, none of our parents really knew what we were doing or what we were thinking, did they? No. I mean, we know the intricacies of our kids' minds. Very true, very true. And poor things, so do they of us. But also, it's because we're interested. I mean, I think previous generations, older people just weren't interested in kids and what was going on for them. Paula Farron says, yes, we are softer than our parents were with our generation. Which puts me in mind, do you ever remember that Monty Python sketch <laughs> where they went, oh, I got, yeah. I only got six hours, I went to bed That's with six Carol hours That's what Carol does when he's swimming. I said, then, did you live in a box? Yeah, and then, <laughs> no, but the final line, which I always loved was, oh, you've got it easy, you had it easy, I got up half an hour before I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, Kelly Irwin, I love the simplicity of this, I hate to upset people. It and can be as simple as that. And your children are your people, aren't they? <laughs> 
Brendel, Michelle, uh, I am too soft for sure, and I think it's because I worry too much about their mental mm. health. I mean, that's kind of what you yeah, were saying, isn't what it? You're saying. Yeah, it's it, it, it is a fine balance with that. Sometimes they can feel as fragile as thin glass, can't they? And you just feel I could just put one step wrong here now, and it could all go tits yeah. up. Kirsty LT two six zero five. I have rules and boundaries, but do think the constant positiveness may be working against us. Interesting, oh. interesting. Mm. Uh, Louise Bendelow, I agree. I'm 40, and when I was a child, there was no childhood depression or anxiety. Ah, you see, that's where I would disagree. We didn't have the terms for it back then, and I think that when I look back, I didn't necessarily feel like I was an anxious child, but then I realised that certain yeah. ticks and certain issues that I have now are directly attributable to yeah. the chaos and, the, and, and, and you know, the unreliability I mean, of things. We have a huge problem in this country with adults and alcohol. We have a huge, huge problem. problem. And where does that come from? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't just pop up when you're older. That's come right from when you were... Yeah. Right from when you were a child, and 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 you know, self-medicating starts here a lot younger, whether we like it or not, than it does in any, any other country, and it always has. Yeah, we drink heavily from about sixteen. I agree. Tracy Taylor, seven six eighty. I think it's about balance. My daughter is honest with me and talks to me about anything, and I'm sure this is because I've given her some responsibility as she grows up. Mm. I'm clearly not here to be her mate. We are very close and respect each other, but she knows what her boundaries are. That leads me to a really important word, which is interdependent. Mm. We talked about that word in another podcast, and I think it's really important that there's a difference between codependence, which I would say is where you start to sort of almost help them do everything, uh, independence, where you're kind of being harsh in the way that the headmaster said, but interdependence is something that I think is really a good mm. destination point. Clutters 999, lack of self-esteem makes it hard to be strong. Ah. But then I'll snap and go to 100 after taking their shit. That's really interesting. Yeah, our own self-esteem sometimes maybe lets us down with our boundaries because we're not actually totally sure of what we're doing. No, absolutely, absolutely. Holt and Nikki didn't have a role model to help with my parenting. It's tough, it's tough, because mm. sometimes even if you have a bad role model, you know you can react against it. Uh, Karen Brown, 789, I wanted him to enjoy his childhood, thought he'd have years working and household chores. <laughs> so in a sense, yeah, if you've got it all to come, why not indulge yourself now? Mm. Um Camille's um, 3779, my mum was too hard on me, so I'm not too hard on my kids yet. Often it will just swing the other way, yes, won't it? Dandy Magpie, this is kind of what we were saying earlier. It isn't soft to be respectful, it's kind. Soft and lazy gets confused by some people. And Miss Laura Liu, I'm so passionate about this. We are soft because of technology and the fast pace. Mm. We yeah. have such sympathy, don't we, for what they're having to go through. Go and through. and yeah. yeah, the distractions that are there for them all the time. Lindsay R85, I had a very strict upbringing and now I have no relationship with my mother. Oh. So I am soft as a parent. Uh, and Abby loves Abby loves Leo kind of echoes what we've just heard. Kids have more to deal with than us with social media, meaning we need to be kind. Mm. Um, my parents weren't soft and friendly, but always kind and firm and had clear rules. Now I'm grateful as it made me feel really safe and looked after. Interesting. Mm, that's the boundaries thing. Yeah. And re-mental health. I have good mental health, but my brother doesn't. Same upbringing, not about the parents. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I think that kind of goes back to the idea that children are all different and you can't just treat them all in the same way. Uh, anonymous, I do absolutely everything. They have very little responsibility around the house. 
Emma, oh don't Emma, you're striking fear into me. Wish my mum had made me exercise. <sighs> Discovered the mental health benefits later. Uh -uh. Well, you can't, I mean, at least I try. Like even on a daily basis. I even when Maddie's in Bristol at the moment and she texts me and asks me for something rather than I said, yeah, sure. She said, oh, thanks mum, you're so kind, I'll do that. I went, no. I don't want anything from you. I just want you to exercise. Yeah, exactly. She sent back laughing emojis yeah. every chance I get. Emma Carter, always try to give them everything I didn't have, never wanting to disappoint them or let them down, so I'm overcompensating. I do that. That's exactly my, my narrative. Um, Depth, that, sorry. Depth of Steph, my kids think I'm strict. I say brilliant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jack, Jacku Carson, encourage mine to find their own entertainment and not rely on me to entertain them. Yeah, we, we are very much mm. like that. Our kids never, ever say to us they're bored, no. ever. Parents don't allow their kids to get bored every minute of the day. It's filled with something. I love this from Lucy Whedon. Anxiety has always been there, just we called it going mental. In the head. It's in the head from the 50s. Yeah, yeah it's true. so true. It's true, very true. Um, Kelly Wright, really struggling at the moment as my mature 11-year-old is hanging around with 14-year-olds, so she wants to be able to do the same as they're doing, such mm. as staying out later. That's difficult. That is very difficult. We've had that stuff with um, uh, some of us. So, yeah, sometimes you have to be tough. Mm. Tough, tough, tough. Kim1730, no problem with softness and love as long as parents teach kindness, respect and manners. Yeah, again, it's balance. Carrie Doherty, I should be tougher with chores around the house. I think chores is a big one, isn't it? Mm. Uh, uh, As Asl Saunders, 94, I'm a teacher. I don't necessarily think parents are too soft, but I do think parents need to support teachers more rather than always backing their child. I think that's true. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday saying... You know, we just got to be as parents more open to hearing something from a teacher and not always going to defence mode. And also, we've got to be open to hearing discomforting things about our kids. I mean, yeah. I remember when we were really struggling with one of our kids and the other parent's kid was bullying. I mean, if you hear something unpalatable or disagreeable about your child, of course you want to protect. But at the same time, you know, not all kids are saints and angels. Mm. You know, they, I was not. I was a competitive, angry little footballer, you know, and I used to kick people. Um, oh, look, there's, there's a message from our friend, Archie Ditzel, oh. Kaz. Oh, Kaz, you naughty. We won't read it out because it's just saying nice things about us and our yeah. kids. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Um, Sailboat 007, parenting has definitely become softer and children have lost resilience. Mm. Mm, yeah. Um, and finally... <laughs> I love this. Andy Morris. Oh, yes, because of my weakness, my children are absolute gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. I mean, it There's was such a huge response. So obviously, as a topic, I would say that they fall almost, I'd say 70 for three quarters of them were more towards the idea that we, you know, there are reasons why we need mm. to be softer. There's a confusion about softness versus empathy and kindness mm. and having a sort of a more complex relationship, I would say. But there's definitely a strong opinion, a strong groundswell of opinion that, you know, they, you know, they do need to toughen up and they do need to be treated with a few more, given a few more rules and made to do a few more house chores and things like that. Well, that was great. That was, uh, I think I now need to brush up on my parenting skills. Mm -hmm. I think I need to be a bit, I don't well, think I, don't, I okay. need to be a bit tougher, okay. actually. Okay, I've been having a, a, a discussion with Maddie for the last four weeks about her room. Why right. don't you take that over? I have actually told her to do her room many times. Many times. The reason I don't tell her about the kitchen as much is... <laughs> 
we have an unnaturally productive kitchen. Hang on. If she's sitting all day watching anime on a Sunday and there is a sink piled with stuff, it's nice to just get yeah, no, help out. In That's that, the sort of in stuff that instance, about. I agree. But when we've industrially produced 85 films and there's a pile as big as a home economist couldn't cope with And then I have to shoot. do it all by myself. No, you don't. I'll help you. That's not true. Mind you, we're going to Anyway, we're off. Now. There we go. I'm obviously too soft. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>